The Jews received their law from God. Maybe you know the story. There was fire and lightning and tablets from heaven. Perhaps you've heard of the Ten Commandments. Don't be fooled. There are more than Ten Commandments. Way more. There are laws for what to wear and laws about what to eat and not to eat. There are laws about how to treat animals and how to sacrifice them. There are laws for ordination and separation and celebration. There are even laws about mildew and skin diseases and boils and bodily functions. I can recite them for you if you'd like. The man you just heard is Zechariah. He kept all these laws. So did his wife, Elizabeth. Really, all of them. Dear friends, we've all heard stories about what happened in Israel and about the man called Jesus. I decided to investigate and record everything in an orderly manner, so that you might know for certain the facts of what actually happened. My name is Luke, and this is From the Beginning, Episode 1, Prayers and Promises. We're Levites, children of Aaron, actually. We take following the commandments very seriously. If you're not up on your Jewish family trees, let me draw a quick sketch for you. Israel, that's the granddaddy of the nation, also known as Jacob, whom the country got its name from, he had 12 sons. They became 12 tribes. 13 tribes, actually. That's Mark, my co-host. He keeps me honest. Contrary to popular belief, there are actually 13 tribes because of a long and quite interesting story that starts with a colorful coat and ends with Egyptian royalty. But that's a story for another day. Thanks anyway for that. So one of the tribes... The sons from a guy named Levi are set apart by God to be the priest of the nation. Or, at least involved in priestly stuff, like singing and standing guard and carrying tents around. Not everyone can be a priest. The sons of Aaron, they get the full priesthood, and that brings us back to Zechariah and Elizabeth. We can trace our heritage all the way back. We have the genealogy. It's very important to us. So many Israelites intermarried with pagans or lost their faith when Babylon took us away. That was hundreds of years ago, but it left a mark, a big one. The Lord has kept his promise to us. He's always rescued us. The Lord has always been faithful, even when we weren't. Yes, even when we weren't. Because Zechariah is a priest, he has opportunities other Jews don't, responsibilities that only priests perform. One of them is burning incense in the temple. Only priests are allowed in the temple. I remember the day I was chosen. There are thousands of priests in Israel. We were chosen at random. I was chosen. One of who knows how many? 10,000? 20,000? Very few have such a chance. It never comes twice. I was going to burn incense before the Lord God Almighty. For all you non-nerds out there, let's take a moment to discuss the holy place. That's where they burn the incense. We were given the plan for the original temple, the tabernacle, by the Lord. He designed it. It was made by him, for him. Gamaliel is a highly respected member of the Jewish ruling council and an expert on all things religious. Only a priest can enter the holy place, and only under certain circumstances. One does not lightly enter the presence of the Almighty. Just as the Lord gave us the plans, he gave us instructions on how to worship him. Beyond the holy place is the Holy of Holies, where the angel of the Lord met with Moses over the Ark of the Covenant. Once a year, may the high priest enter, 
carrying the blood meant for cleansing of the nation's sins with him. This is heavy stuff. To paraphrase a famous movie, one does not simply walk into the holy place. And though Zechariah was not entering the holiest place, it was still an honor and responsibility not to be taken lightly. I remember the day clearly. I had purified myself and offered up prayers. The courtyard was filled with worshippers. They prayed, and I could hear the murmur of them even when I went inside. The lamps were lit, but it was still a shadow. I was alone before the altar. I burned the incense. It filled the air. I could smell it. It was overwhelming. I remember standing there, enveloped in its aroma, for the murmur of the prayers outside, and I began to say my own prayers to the Lord for the sake of the people. The incense and the words going up together before the Lord, filling the air, filling everything. Everything thick in the aroma, pleasing to the Lord. It was then that it happened. And that's when I noticed him. All of a sudden, he was there. No one was allowed to enter the holy place during the ceremony, but someone had. It was an angel. It was unmistakable. A messenger from the Lord. And he had a message for Zechariah, which we will hear right after a quick break. Hi, I'm Alan Slackman, creator of Gift Perfect. If you're like me, you're busy. Like, I need to mow the lawn, pay the bills, and fix the fence. But I also really just want to watch Netflix busy. So, sometimes, I wait until the last minute to buy gifts. Alan, do you know what today is? Tuesday? My birthday. Oh, you want me to order Chinese? Okay, I always wait until the last minute. Daddy, Daddy, wake up! Mm, why? What's happening? It's Christmas! It's Christmas! Um, why don't you kids go jump on your mom? I need to run to the store real quick. That's why I invented GIF Perfect. You know that thing the internet does when you look something up, like maybe Smash Bros Ultimate, and then every ad on the internet is for giant posters with all the characters, or King DDD collector socks or Waluigi underwear? Well, GIF Perfect will create a gift list for your friends and your family based on their search habits. Just type in their email and let the bots do their work. No need to worry about their privacy. <laughs> we sure don't. Integrate with Amazon, and you'll have a one-click drone delivery system for that next awkward Christmas gathering at your wife's family. Don't agonize over presents. Let artificial intelligence do it for you. Type in the code St. Luke in at checkout to get 20% off your first month's subscription. Gift perfect. It's the thought that counts. There's an interesting strand that runs through our recorded encounters with the Lord's messengers, what we call angels, and Zechariah's encounter was no different. I was scared, more than scared, terrified. I wanted to run away. I can't really explain it. Fear. Angels are not to be trifled with. They work for God, and Zechariah was properly impressed. Then the angels spoke. Don't be afraid. 
That's the first thing he said. Almost immediately, don't be afraid. The angel had more to say, of course. But before we get to that, a little backstory. Zechariah mentioned how people were praying outside the temple, and he was praying inside, and incense was going up to the Lord. What he didn't mention was his own repeated prayers years before this. We couldn't have children. Oh, how we wanted them. It's painful seeing all your friends getting pregnant and having babies year after year and there's nothing for you. It felt like the Lord didn't care about us. All around children are growing up and I started to wonder, what's wrong with me? Was the Lord punishing me? I knew I shouldn't think like that, but it's hard, you know. Do not covet, the law says. Do not envy, it says. So I trained myself not to, but the law says nothing about feeling sad, and I couldn't help feeling sad. Infertility is not unknown in the history of the Jewish religion. The founder, Abraham, was promised a son, but his wife was barren. Abraham waited for 25 years for God to deliver on his promise, and God did when Abraham was 100. Sheesh. Wonder how he liked changing diapers at that age. There are other stories, too, like the mother of one of the great prophets. Her name was Hannah, and she beseeched God in her childlessness. We'll revisit her in a later episode. So Zachariah and Elizabeth prayed. For years, they prayed. It was an act of faith. We prayed for what we did not have. We could hardly imagine it after a while. But we were confident the Lord would hear us. And he did. Do not be afraid. The angel said, For your prayer has been heard. That's great stuff, right? A happy ending and everything? Except it wasn't. Zechariah didn't believe it. This angel was standing in front of me saying, The Lord has heard my prayer. It didn't register. My prayer? You mean the one I prayed over and over again all those years ago? I was an old man now. Elizabeth was old. Too old to be a mother. I'm right here, you know. You've aged wonderfully, dear. Zechariah was understandably flustered. He was going to be a father? Now? It seemed impossible, didn't it? At the moment, all I could think of was, it's too late. You've come too late. I should have known better. I knew the stories. But that was then, and this is now, with me. Chosen at random, or so it seemed, for an honor few get, surrounded by prayers and engaged in worship with the holy God. Zechariah, follower of a myriad of laws and commands, simply did not believe. When I finally found out, I wanted to slap him, but later I realized this is who we've always been as a people. God promises and answers, promises and answers. He chose us out of every nation. He led us, and all we did was rebel. Yes, we can follow laws and commandments. We can recite the prayers, but when he moves, we are so slow to understand. Throughout the history of the Jews, God has made promises, despite Zechariah's disbelief. This was one such moment. I wrote down every word afterward. I can recite them by heart. The angel said to me, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine, 
or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah and to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Here's Gamaliel, the scholar, one more time. This talk of Elijah calls us back to the last promise God gave us through the prophets of old. The angel quotes Malachi by saying that Elijah will come before the great and awesome day of the Lord. The whole weight of our expectation for God's coming to us is here, in these words. What we have prayed for, for centuries, is promised with the birth of this child. He is coming, and this child, John, will prepare us for the day when the Lord comes to save us for good. Part of this salvation, according to the angel, is that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. But a son isn't something Zechariah's heart is exactly accepting at that moment. The angel knows that, and he isn't going to let it slide. Anyway, after that, the angel shut my mouth. I mean, literally, I couldn't talk. Not a word. I hadn't believed his words. So he took mine away. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, so to speak. Or not to speak, as it were. And Zechariah just had to wait. Wait for God to work again. If there was an upside, it did make for a pretty quiet pregnancy. Episode 1 of From the Beginning was produced by the Kendallville St. John Lutheran Church Youth Ministry. Wesley Potts played Luke, Carter Murphy was Mark, Matthew McKinley was Zechariah, Katie White was Elizabeth, Andrew Malone was Gamaliel, Zach Hayden was the angel, Andrew Schroeder was Alan Slackman, Marcy Treesh was wife, and Lex Mosier and Anna Bodie were the children. The script was written by Nick Hayden. Music by Kevin McLeod is used under Creative Commons. Pieces include DACA, Our Story Begins, River Fire, Carpe Diem, and Gregorian's Chant. Editing and hosting provided by Hayden Digital.